So I said, <laughs> "Can you pass me the fruit cobbler?" <laughs> and, and now we're a couple. So uh, you know, it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty. You got to admit, pretty yeah, romantic. Tales all this time. It's, uh, it's uh, tale yeah, as surreal. old as Tim. Surreal, what you'd call a uh, meat cute. Yeah, but a freak cute. A fruit cute. A fruit cute. A fruit cute. <gasps> fruit cute. Oh, see, we should have called the podcast fruit cute. But no. instead, we went ahead and called it the Big Damn Cat. Yay! Episode 158. Hello, my name is Christopher. Dun, 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 dun. Johnson. My name is Matthew. Dun, 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 dun. Watson. And we're bringing you the dun, 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 all, all the news that's fit you to make you say, Spider-Man Far From Home, that's in cinemas. Yes, it is. We'll be giving our spoiler-filled thoughts on it in a little while. If you want to see our spoiler-free thoughts without any danger of accidentally letting something play out, revealing something, go to our YouTube channel, Big Damn Channel, and you can see our spoiler-free discussion of Spider-Man Far From Home, the you latest can. film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The 23rd installment. Yes, and you know what they say, 23rd times... The harm. Um, <laughs> no one says that, except no. for someone who's being punched repeatedly in the face. Absolutely no one. Uh, but um, first, we've got a few little things to talk about, including your emails. Emails. But you know what I fancy, Matt? What? I fancy watching a movie hijacked by Danny DeVito, but I just... Well... I don't know if I'm ever going to find one. Sony has got you, boo. Oh my god. I know they do. I've been a child of the PlayStation generation for years. So, They've got me by the wallet, by the balls. So you remember that old, um, that Jumanji film that came out a couple of years back with The Rock and and uh, Karen Gillan and uh, Kevin Hart and Jack Black and everyone. Yeah, um, yeah it's got a YouTuber in it, Jablinski Games, Jab- for some reason. Well, <laughs> Jablinski Games, Jack something. <laughs> It's amazing. It's amazing how big YouTubers are getting nowadays. Yeah, it? yeah, it's really it's especially you know, especially in that, that time in their life. It's like, um, it's like that. It's like that guy who was in Aladdin, the the, the YouTuber, Will Smith. Oh like, yeah, 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 it's amazing how yeah, that happens. I, I, it's, it's weird how it's happening for people later in life. You know, you think they've had a career up to this point already, but well, no, 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 I've never heard of these guys no, before no. ever. Um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, so, oh, Jack Black makes okay content. The point is that is getting. A sequel. Shut the fridge hole. So Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle is now being followed up by Jumanji the next level. I don't believe it, Matt. I don't believe that this is happening until you provide me with proofs. There's a trailer on the internet. I believe it. I believe it. I have seen it. It's how a court works. We saw the trailer on the internet and then we saw the trailer again in front of... uh, Far from home. You know, cinema cinema trailers are always so behind the ones yeah. that are released online nowadays that I was I was blown away by the fact that a trailer that came out two days ago was attached to a movie out now. Yes. But I guess it's because Sony, of course, are the distributors of the Spider Man MCU movies. Yes. Um I think this looks so much fun. I, I'm not like a ch- I'm not a child who grew up with Jumanji as a sacred tome in my house. Like I really enjoy it. Yes, uh, and I really enjoy certain aspects of it more than others. Um, like for example, I really like. Uh, ooh, I really like what's his name? What's the villain called again? Uh, Van Pelt. That's the one. 
Uh, they also uh, reuse that name for the character the, in... Yeah, um, the, the mercenary villain in, who in controls animals, and the second one was Van Pelt. Um, but, like, I really like sort of the Van Pelt in our world thing. That's hilarious. I love Robin Williams' performance in it. Some of the practical effects, like the plant and the spiders, are really creepy. But then there's other stuff like the CGI monkeys that I think even then look kind of aged in a Jurassic Park world. It was like, what the hell is this? But I, I never defended it like crazy. I saw the trailer for Jumanji, what was then eventually called Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. I was like, I really like these actors, but I, is this necessary? And then I saw it and went, this is actually bloody brilliant. Because <laughs> it's not trying to be or even necessarily trying to ape, pun intended, the previous one at all. Get it's out. It's just carrying it on. Get out. No, that was released a few months after. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I so much. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I dug Jumanji a lot. So when they announced that this was happening, I was sceptical again. Because I was like, we're just going to see the same four actors doing the same shtick. <laughs> no. No. Um, if in the last one Jack Black was playing against type by playing a teenage girl and The Rock was playing a bit against type by playing the awkward nerdy kid, this time they've decided to really mess with your head. Um... Basically, the plot looks like Spencer, the the character who was um, Doctor Bravestone from the last one. He's gone Dr. back. Doctor Bravestone. He's gone back into Jumanji for reasons unknown. His three friends try to get him back out. However, it looks like at least one of them ends up misplaced. What's the name? Is it Bethany? Bethany. Bethany. Yeah. We don't know what happened to Bethany, and we don't know what happened to Spencer because by the time they get in there, even without cha- even without selecting the characters, uh, <laughs> Spencer's grandfather and his friend are now occupying the Kevin, ha- the Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart characters respectively yes. and um the guy who was kevin hart last time is now in the body of jack black so jack black's getting to play against type but to a lesser extreme yes and the rock is acting like danny devito and kevin hart is acting like danny glover yes and thank you film gods it's it's a gift wonderful I it's really hope just it, wonderful i really hope it pays off because it looks like so much fun and it's great because this essentially makes karen gillen the lead too Yes. She's the one who's having to kind of steer the story and, and be the straight man to everyone else. Yes. Um, you know, and it's just... And also, Ruby Roundhouse last time was such a fun character, like the two characters becoming that one person, worked so well yeah. that I'm delighted to see that character back in a movie, yeah, untouched. That's pretty, that's pretty neat. But at the same time, we get a bunch of new stuff in different people being in the bodies. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kevin Hart's shtick doesn't entertain me so much anymore, seeing him pretending to be Danny Glover is from the trailer alone makes me piss myself. So I, I'm really intrigued by that. Yeah, there's just something God, really... a heart attack. <laughs> Don't know on his left side. Breathe. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, <fuck>. It's just... <laughs> Somehow mm. in the body of a small, muscular boy scout. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just, it's a testament to the, uh, to the, the skills of those actors that they can capture the other people so well. Yeah, like you, I did never. I never thought I'd see Dwayne Johnson playing Danny DeVito. Oh my god! But uh, here we twi- are. Someone on Twitter went frame by frame and paused at the exact moment that the two images of them from that moment in the trailer it switches between them <laughs> is merged, and it's it's a sight to behold. Oh, I bet it is. Um, just more Danny DeVito in things in general. That makes me happy. I want a new generation of kids and, and younger cinema goers to fall in love with Danny DeVito the way that we have, the generation before us have. Like, I just, I, I can't wait. I'm so happy about that. Um, just watch Power of <laughs> Well. You'll fall in love with him then. It could be worse. <laughs> you know, it could, could be, be gushing, gushing blood. blood. Um, 
but the set pieces look freaky like the first one there's a there's like an ostrich uh chase through the desert mm-hmm. there's a bunch of swinging bridges with the scariest freaking jungle animals known to man on that looks amazing rabid baboons yeah. That's terrifying. Raboons. Raboons. Raboons! Raboons! Raymond's um, newest craze, the Raboons. <laughs> you thought the Rabids were fun. You're going to be seeing some snowy areas by the looks of it. Yeah, the environment's changing. Oh, God, what's the actor's name? From Flight the Concords. Um, welcome to Jumanji. Oh, like um, I can't remember his name and I feel really annoyed because it's great. I keep forgetting his name. But he's back basically saying the exact same lines he said in the first one in the trailer. Welcome to Jumanji. <laughs> Synergy. So there is that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm interested. And also, kudos on them for restraint. Yes, there's been a lot of films this year in particular that have saved their trailer for six months or less till release. Reese Darby, by the way. Reese Darby, is there. the guy's name. Um, but it's been it's been kind of nice to have that, isn't it? To not have to wait yeah. two years for a film. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even even Endgame, I think it was more for spoiler reasons, but even Endgame didn't release a trailer until, like, mid-December, and that was the teaser. Oh, also, we've not really started... Spidey got trailer, like, two months before, if we've, that. We've seen the first Rise of the Skywalker teaser. We haven't seen a full trailer yet, and that's yeah. out in December. Yeah. It's kind of refreshing. I yeah. like it. I like it, guys. Keep us surprised, movie studios. <laughs> You're in a, definitely listening. But in a good way. Not in a bad way. Yeah, don't, don't, don't like stick a finger up our ass without at least inviting us to dinner. First. Speaking about having a finger stuck up your ass, tell me about your, uh, <laughs> tell me about your recent experiences with the newly released Crash Team Racing. Nitro Fuel. So you, you, you love the original Crash Team Racing. Matt? May I call you Matt? No. Horace? No. My favourite video game of all time. Is Crash Team Racing for the PlayStation 1. I've been playing it for nearly 20 years continuously. Either through the original disc, a download I got on my PS3 that I then put on my PSP. I have that same download on my PS Vita. I have never stopped playing Crash Team Racing. I, I put forth, good sir, that it is the greatest novelty kart racer of all time. I... Oh, oh, what's that? I can hear a lot of people trying not to fall off Rainbow Road to come and tell me off. Piss off. Mario Kart's great, but it ain't Crash Team Racing from 1999 on the PlayStation 1. Now, the reason I was excited about this one was the same reason a lot of people were excited about the Crash remakes from a couple of years back. The difference is, I was never usually close with Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot 2... You know, Crash Bandicoot Warps. Like, I, I liked those games, but they weren't, like, my thing. Also, you can like those games all you want, but they hate you. Oh, yeah, they want to tear you up. They hate you. Uh, Crash Team Racing just was my... Ba- I mean, it was it was the second game I ever got for the PlayStation. First what was the first game? Worms Armageddon. Which, nice. again, to this day, is up there, broken nice. case and all, and I still play it, because it's great. Um... So I was pretty excited about Crash Team Racing, simply on the basis that I, I wanted to see how many other people also were, were that sort of passionate and, and nostalgic for this game. Okay. Because when Crash came out, all the Crash Bandicoot fans came out of the woodwork to celebrate. Okay. I didn't expect as big a turnout as this one has got. 
like the, the internet hasn't shut up in that in the week of its release and the few days leading up to it the internet didn't shut up about Crash the internet never fucking shuts up though true but not with not always proof of it, that not always is it joining in on something that I actually give a shit about in my heart and soul Ow. um it is great, and, and I really want you to come over and play some time as well, and then we'll put Crash Team Racing Nitro Field on. <laughs> Just don't go in dry. Eh? It is a ground-up remake. <laughs> a ground-up remake? Yeah. Or like uh, beef? Yeah, in a way. It's been, it's been churned we, like we, mince. We got all the copies, all the extant copies of the original <laughs> Crash Team Racing that we could. It's not Chris's copy, obviously, because he's a monster and he keeps it in a very safe place. <laughs> But we, we ground them into a fine, fine paste. And then we pressed them onto a Blu-ray, and that was Crash Nitro Fueled. And we all share the disc. The one disc gets mailed around yeah. to everybody. So everyone gets a turn for five minutes and then has to post it again. Um, the levels are exactly the same as you remember them. The layouts are exactly the same. The physics of the racing is the same, with more of an emphasis on skidding and drifting this time, which comes from the Nitro Kart PS2 title. And Mario Kart. Um, yeah, yeah, well, it's not called Nitro Kart. <laughs> the weapons are just as wonderful as they were originally. A lot of them are skill-based and timing-based, which is really nice. So, you know, there's not... Again, this isn't to shit on Mario Kart so much, but there's no, like, blue shell. Oh, the blue shell is a cunt. There's the electricity ball, which does go after the first person in the race, but it's not a guaranteed take-everybody-out kind of dealio, and you can outrun it if you are fast enough. No bullet so bills, So it's, uh, which adds more tension. No what? No bullet bills, though. Yeah, sod bullet bill. Sod bullet bill. We've got bullet giant good, bombs though. that you have to time and aim perfectly to hit your opponent. When you do, it's the most satisfying thing in the world. Bob-oms. Um, Bob-om. Bobby B. Bobby B. Uh, that's all there. It is still intact. The story mode, the adventure mode is still there. It is still intact. The secrets are still there. I had totally forgotten that there was a cheat on the main menu to get access to the character Penta Penguin on the original. It just suddenly struck me. I was reminded of it and I went, wait. So there I was. Penta L1. Penguin. Penta Penguin, who's a penguin who's either good or evil. They've got a split personality. Um, you hold L2, L1 and R1 down together. L1 and R1. You press down left triangle, down right triangle, up. You'll hear a weird noise and motherfuckers, it still works on the remake. You still get Penta Penguin, uh, who's got an amazing speed. Terrible turn skills, but great speeds. If you're on long stretches, go like crazy. Um, in case you can't tell, I'm a fan. Point is, the only thing that's changed is now you can play online. You can do the battle arenas and the cups online against other people, which is brill. For the online... Why do I do that? Because, Matthew... The hell is other people. It's online, but without any goddamn microphone. <laughs> So you're just racing folk, which keeps it interesting because obviously when you get used to well, the unless AI, they're wearing microphones. if you get used to the AI's pacing on no, no, you can't hear anyone. If you get used to the AI's pacing on um, what do you call it, uh, easy, normal, and hard mode. Yes. Then the only other challenge would be to play against unpredictable uh, races, and the only way to do that would be to face off with people online. Um, but there's still local multiplayer, up to four players, like the original. Um, Battles are still local multiplayer, as are cups, but you can now do them online as well. The battles and uh, cup races have also got added arenas based on the PS2 Nitro Kart title as well. They've been built from the ground up, so there's a bonus track. Bonus tracks for people who didn't play beyond the first one, like myself. What? Uh, There is also the customization option. You can unlock characters from throughout the Crash franchise. Okay. 
uh, again, well into the PS2 franchise. Some okay. of these characters have also been given the glossy PS4 makeover. Okay. Um, so any fans of Crunch Bandicoot out there, he's a knockoff at Knuckles. Get over yourself. But he's also here in CGI. Is he Knuckles who fucks? No. Oh. no. But he's also not voiced by the same voice actor, which is really annoying. But anyway, he's in it. Um, and... It's mostly faithfully, rec- faithfully recreated in terms of the voiceovers, the, all the catchphrases, this voucher of the races there, but now you can customise your ride, the colour scheme of your character based on what you unlock. There's a, there's a buying system, there's daily deals to buy characters, skins, um, uh, decor for the cars, certain vehicles. But guess what? It's all completely in-game. You earn the coins in the game and you spend them on stuff as you choose. No microtransactions. No microtransactions no outside mechanics. of the game itself. No su- How dare you? <laughs> it's the surprise <laughs> mechanic! God. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it, it's great. So it's, they've given you that extra level of, hey, do you remember this game you love? Well, now it looks shinier. Now you can play it at Wait, home. It extra, ran- le- extra levels? Extra levels for the tournaments, yeah. Ah. Not within the main story campaign. Ah. The main story campaign is intact. Oh, what? Um... The villains get actual cutscenes for the boss races because they originally just sort of sat in front of the entrance to their level and cackled while subtitles played or they spoke. This time they get full on like animated sequences, which were really cool and full I of character. Guarantee you, I'd just get stuck on Ripperoo like I have on every other Crash Bandicoot game. Oh, I mean, he's the first boss. In... Oh, oh no! I'm currently stuck on Ripperoo in Crash Bandicoot, where he's the second boss, and I'm stuck. Is that the one where you're near the waterfall and he's leaping on the different... Is, yeah. Yeah. Little and I'm, and there I'm, is a pattern, but it's bloody hard to remember. And I'm stuck on Ripperoo in the second one where he's the first boss. Yeah. Yeah, he does that sometimes. Fuck Ripperoo. Well, the bosses in this are Ripperoo, Papu Papu. First boss in the uh, Crash Bandicoot. Pinstripe, Komodo Joe, and then you face off against Nitrous Oxide, the villain of this game. The guy who's going to turn the entire Earth into a parking lot if he wins. Noxide. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. If you like wacky kart races, if you, you like Crash Bandicoot, if you like throwbacks to an older, simpler time. An older. But also like not getting out of your house to play with people on video games, then... Hey! Crash Team Racing! pretty fun get out of your house and into other people's houses to play with them video games with them get into other people's houses and play with them consensually speaking of consent you guys sent in emails that you want us <laughs> to read out through Matt's nose so sorry he's gonna conjure up the words I woke up. through his nose he did wake Minnie up our dog is sat next to me um lay on a packet of wool no a packet of cotton stuffing of course she is Cotton stuffing. Cotton stuffing. That's a terrible pillow. That's like a future pillow. That's like a pillow you can imagine showing up in like Demolition Man or something. You know, it's like a clear plastic bag with stuffing in it. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, you, you, you use your three seashells, then you go and put your head down on your plastic pillow. Let us go, John Spartan, to Taco Bell. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll do or the pizza hut if you're in the UK. We'll do. We'll do the, the. We've got one big email this week. We'll do this one first. Biggie we'll, emailed, and then Biggie emailed us. We'll spend the no, not a bit, not biggie. Oh, but this one's for Tupac. This one is for Tupac. <laughs> uh, no, it's for us. Oh yeah, and it's not from Tupac. Tupac had no part in this. Oh, he's too busy on his island. Um, <laughs> so don't at us. Please, please don't. Uh, we'll, we'll after we do this this big email, we'll get into Spider Man Far From Home for the rest of this joyous, wonderful audio nugget. I love a good nugget. 
So this one comes in from George. Hi, George. Are you a nugget? The title is... Help me. Bitch, please, you've been to space. Yes, George! Says, greetings, big damn lads. Hey, George. Hope you're both well. We're big damn well. I apologise for missing out on your third anniversary, but work has been hectic. I know that feeling, bro. Uh, I think it's amazing how long you've been going and you have truly gone from strength A to strength A. From <laughs> discovering you by accident to quickly becoming a permanent fixture of my week and something I look forward to without fail. Here's to many more years, cockers. Oh, Thank you, George. Very kind, very kind. This also coincides with the very special anniversary of Mount Rose Nerd Bible podcast turns one this week. Oh yes, very well done. I can't believe it's been a year since you gents inspired me to get out there and make my own podcast. Without you, I wouldn't have a reason to keep plugging away. Hope we can match Lyrical on the airways in the near future. Yes, well done with that. Good times. <laughs> Good times and crazy days. Crazy days. Uh, now, I went to the midnight showing with Spider-Man Far From Home last night and oh my God, what a film. I don't know if you boys have had a chance to see it yet, so I'll avoid spoilers. We won't. Uh, on, the whole, on the whole, a tremendously enjoyable film that fittingly ties up the Infinity Saga and sets, up a, sets us up on a new path into the MCU with some great surprise post-credit scenes. Hot damn, yes. Now! Some questions for you. Have you seen the news of the big Finnish spin-off of Robots of Death? How fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I feel this has been around for ages. Um, I yeah, this image was for Caldo City. Oh uh, no, this is called the Robots, Volume One. Oh no. Um, I just how that's your favorite story, right? Robots of Death. I think it. I can't remember what, what I made number one when we did our top ten, but I think it might be yeah. How Matthew do they make the Vok robots into a box set? <laughs> I'm sure they've appeared in, in a story or two. That might be what you're thinking of. Like they have shown up in a story or two and people were impressed with how they managed to incorporate them because they're not very vocal, are they? Let's be honest. No, uh, no. So, like, what? How? 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 And which box set is going to feature River Song? All um, of them. All the sets of box by Jiminy. Uh, um, I need to... Cause I'm all the box sure. sets... Oh my sure. god, they don't call them Vox sets. They're going to call them Vox sets. Um, I am sure they have done more uh, Big Finish stuff with this corner of the Doctor Universe before. Yeah, there was a Caldor City series. I'm sure there was. And it had... Um... Do you know what its biggest mistake was? What? It wasn't called Caldor City Volume 1. Yes. No, Caldor City, they did that for Big Finish and it... Oh no, it wasn't Big Finish, it was Magic Bullet. Ah. Uh, and it was Doctor Who and Blake 7. What the hell? Because Chris Bo- Chris Boucher wrote uh, Robots of Death, but he also scripted uh, it to Blake 7. Right. And Caldor City is a location that's mentioned in both stories. <clears throat> the idea okay. that um, it is... He was very softly connecting the two yeah. worlds together. Um, and then he also wrote the novel Corpse Marker. As part of the the Virgin, uh, uh, not the Virgin, the, the the BBC books past Doctor Adventures. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I think it... so. Wait, Doctor Who exists in the same universe canonically as Blake Seven, the Transformers, and Spider Man. And they get they got Russell Hunter back for it. Who's Ivanov in? Uh, yeah, Runter. Uh, Gregory de Polney, who's D eighty four. Oh shit, George! I think he might be excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, God damn it, George! So... What have you done? 
George. Yeah, fucking Paul Darrow back for it. God damn it, George. So, yeah. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Is Nicola Walker the lead in it? Uh, this is the new one, one yeah? No, that's the old one. Oh, the old one. All right, okay. This yeah, is right. the Caldo City that Magic Bully did. No, the new one, Big Finish Robots. So, oh. It's just called The Robots. Big Finish. The Robots. Big Finish. It never will. Um... <laughs> Big finish. We love employment. Please keep buying our box sets so we can continue to produce audios Big for finish. your ears. The Roberts. How business works, folks. A 12-part series set on Caldor. Following the rise of intelligent machines based on characters in the world of Caldor created by Chris Boucher. And it's... Ba- it's uh... Yeah, so someone who's with the Doctor leaves him and they live on Caldor. With her sister, and then it, the, the robot revolution happens. Basically, I don't, I don't know what. Yeah, <laughs> but it's Nicola Walker, isn't it? Because she was in Doctor Who Ravenous Two. Uh, she was with the Doctor in that, and then she goes, "I don't, I don't fucking, know. I don't fucking know, Chris." <laughs> It's its own sub-universe at this point. Do you think you might get excited if you heard a trailer? No. Good, because I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, checked my source to see if I could find one they didn't. It's like, um, to, to me, Big Finish is like the Star Wars Expanded Universe. It's there I want, I want, I want to. I want to take a dip in it, but there's just so much stuff. Well, if you start with the early days, it's on Spotify now. Yeah, so you can I've listened to a, a few on Spotify, but I listened to a few of those when they were originally released anyway. Uh, so recaps, yes. All right, rest of the email. <laughs> um, Stuff <laughs> with Hobbs and Shaw branching out from Fast and Furious. Are there any spin-off films that you think are better than their respective parent series? Oh, that's a real good uh, question. Uh, are there, are there too many of those? I um, can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, here's a weird one. A Shot in the Dark. Um, a Shot in the Dark is a spin-off from the comedy comedy crime film The Pink Panther. The difference is A Shot in the Dark is actually the first one where Inspector Clouseau is the main character. Because Clouseau is not the main character in the Pink Panther. He's one of the random characters that's in it. He's the investigative you know, detective on the case. So okay. He's, you know, he's the inspector there. It's actually, that is about um, the Phantom, the the, the thief who, who's taking the diamond. Um, a Shot in the Dark is a whodunit mystery sort of attempt at noir in the 70s featuring uh, an incompetent French inspector. Okay. That spins out of the Pink Panther. Okay. And then sets the course for the next films. The next one is the out-of-studio um, film Return of the Pink Panther, which is great. And then it goes back to the original studio and they start making Revenge of the Pink Panther, Pink Panther Strikes Again, like all, all these extra ones, which have varying degrees of comedy to them. But without Shot in the Dark, Inspector Clouseau would never have become the star comedy character that he was. And Peter Sellers wouldn't have been the main character in a franchise. Okay. So shot in the dark gets my love and respect all the time. Okay. Um, so I think that's that's the first one that comes to mind for I me. Can't think of an awful lot of these. There's not too many, is there? Really, no. that have spun off. Um, um, meats. 
<laughs> naked gun. Yeah, I guess because yeah, it was a spin-off of Police Squad. What? Well, or was it just the movie adaptation of Police Squad? Same sort of thing. It was a spin-off. It's naked gun from the files of Police Squad. Yeah. So yeah, yes, true, true. But true, yeah, true. that's a, that's a TV show. So, um, I don't know. It's not many. I'm right? stumped. I'm stumped about movie spin-offs. I can think of like medium spin-offs. Like Ash vs. Evil Dead, yeah. spinning out of the Evil Dead films is phenomenal. And some of the best stuff that franchise has produced is in that three season TV series. But I feel like Which is now available to binge in its entirety on Netflix, folks. Go watch it. Hobbs and Shaw is fairly unique amongst movies. In yeah. that there aren't a lot of Then again, didn't you enjoy Bumblebee? I did enjoy Bumblebee. Yeah, that's but kind I of. I don't know if it's a. Well, it's, a it's a soft reboot, isn't it? It is a soft reboot. It's almost a. It's a soft reboot slash prequel. Yeah. Well, it's got to be a reboot because it implies that's his first time on Earth. Yeah. yeah the it, previous Transformers it, movie establishes no, he's there in World War Two. Yeah. The the um. <laughs> <laughs> the X Men in that shit. Logan. 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 And Deadpool. And well, um, well, Deadpool's definitely better than the X-Men movies. Yeah, but it's, Deadpool's not really a character in any of the X-Men movies. True, but it's a spin-off from X-Men because it's set in that world with a new lead character. Yeah. Like Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Fast and the Furious isn't about Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. They're characters that appear within those films and now they've got their own film. Yeah, but... De- which looks like it's going to be a ridiculous amount of fun. Does Deadpool actually appear... Yes. That Deadpool. Yeah, because... Well, yes, he appears because they acknowledge that the previous one exists and was shit. <laughs> Tenuous. Tenuous! Logan, definitely, then. Yeah, Logan? Logan. Definitely Logan. Logan, Logan is the best thing to come out of the attempts yeah, yeah, to put yeah. the X-Men on film. It's the best thing to come out of the X franchise, definitely. Um, By Jingo. Thoughts? On. on the future of the Child's Play reboot series, and it's a, is it a step back before the real? Is it is it a stop back before the real Chucky returns in TV form? Oh, stop gap. Um, we talked about it quite a bit last week, where we sort of had we emphasized we half jokingly, half seriously, like what their sequel could be. Um, I I sort of hope that's it. To be honest, I sort of hope that's it. I, I think once you've done Evil Alexa constrained by the, the, the brand slash franchise you, you're telling it through as that's once that story's been told you can't really do it again I'd watch another one I'd watch another one but not a child's play for say, per se I'd watch another film about that notion like that idea of a horror movie using technology that way yeah but I don't think I could watch them do it as child's play again because I'm just like eh like because again everything I didn't like about it was when it tried to stick to the copyrighted stuff of the franchise I'm just so and straight away it. from its cool idea, yeah, that it had as its own thing, yeah, yeah. Um, but either way, I just I can't wait for the uh, I can't wait for the TV series. I'm super excited for it. And uh, Lucy and I, because of the remake, we've been re revisiting the series. I noticed a big old uh, Blu-ray case on your shelf. Oh yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. I just want to see the TV show. I want to see the TV show. I want the TV. I want the trailer for it to to unabashedly take the piss out of the fact that you can't replace the old one. I want them, I want them to be sort of catty and vicious in the way that only Don Mancini and Jennifer Tilly can be, especially when you look at their social media. Kishus. Like, 
like Don Mancini's public response to Child's Play last year when they announced that it was definitely oh. happening was great. He said nothing for days and then eventually just posted a gif of someone going, I don't know her. And that's all he posted. And it was like, great. On the subject of... Uh, Jennifer Tilly's been quite vocally like, yeah, fuck that movie. <laughs> on the subject of, uh, you know, uh, Jennifer TV, Tilly. Well, We're doing no. a commentary for Bound, everybody. No. Um... On the subject of uh, oh, team terrible, competing TV and uh, film uh, projects, yeah. So apparently, Hellraiser is getting picked up for a new film and a TV show. Connected or nope. separate? Separate. Separate. Like like this Chucky situation. Yeah. Holy shit! And you know, remember that that when Shudder did that Critters TV series earlier on this year. Yeah. There's also a Critters film. Critters film <sighs> releasing straight to DVD later this year. Called, nothing to do called Critters Attack, which has nothing to do with it, and D. Wallace Stone's coming back for it. The fuck is going on? I don't know! Why the... Oh, God. But the uh, Critters Attack looks actually pretty good. <sighs> I'm so, expecting something from Comic-Con, but have you, seen, you, the, have, the you seen the new, have you seen the announcement of Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai? Yeah! That Who, could be interesting. Who's the biggest Gremlins fan you know? Um... Dave down the market. Oh, Market Dave. Market Dave. He's nice, isn't he? He's alright. A bit creepy. The little creepy Market Dave. A bit creepy. He doesn't like getting, he doesn't like taking baths. To be fair, he is at the creepy market. Oh, well, yeah. Dave at the creepy market. But only on Tuesdays. Only on as we call them Tuesdays. 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 Creepy Market Dave. Fuck, what the fuck was that? But after Dave, who would you say is the biggest Gremlins fan you know? Um, probably, uh, Sneaky Susan. How Sneaky Susan? Sneaky Susan, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from down the, um, down the, down the playground. Down the playground, yeah. They're creepy, really. Sneaky 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 creepy, she likes to hide under the slides. She, does. she loves those movies. She's hi- she hides yeah. right under them. Yeah. Um, so after... <laughs> after Creepy Dave and Sneaky Susan, who would you say is maybe like the, the next biggest Gremlins fan, you know? Joe Dante. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a babe. He's a, he's a deep to- He toots that horn. Um... <laughs> He's oh. never put me in a film yet, though. I don't think he likes me very much. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm just... I'm not... I'm not excited about it for two reasons. One, it's animation. And... and, and which two, ruins part of the appeal of that of that story and how it's told. And two, you're not that big a Gremlins fan. That's right. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even joke. I can't even joke. You're a man with a gizmo on his mantelpiece for Christ's sake. Gizmo. I can't even joke. Um, I I just... <sighs> Gremlins 3 has been in production limbo for a million years. Reason being, it's because it shouldn't exist. But every now and again, Warner Brothers remembers it's a property that's very fondly remembered and always makes bank when it's released on a new format. Yeah. So they're always like, let's do it. Let's make more. And at one point, it was going to be a straight-to-DVD animated movie in CGI aimed at kids. That's very weird. At one point, it was going to be a straight-to-DVD movie with CGI effects, to which a lot of people involved in the Gremlins franchise, who they were obviously courting, went, no. Nope. And now it turns out we're getting both, basically. We're getting an animated series aimed at younger audiences that will be exclusive to the Warner Brothers streaming app that's yet to be named and announced. This is why Swamp Thing was cancelled. This is why the DC app, DC Universe app, is probably going to be shot in the head by the end of the year. I don't know. That's because that's Warner still Brothers up in the is saying. Well, that, I think they're just going to transfer all that content to the new service, and they'll probably offer like a discount or something for DC Universe. Will users. they fuck off for a discount? No, 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 for like an initial one. Like, take yeah. the first month if you're a DC Universe user, you can get it for like 
you know, no, half price for three months. Offer a discount, my but I don't want a Gremlin show hidden behind a paywall. Do you know what I mean? I Everything's I, hidden behind a paywall, Chris. True, but I just, I don't know. I just, I'm not excited. I'm not excited. And and if they, you know, cool. If, if we can have coinciding franchises, that'd be great. <laughs> Give us a Gremlins movie. Give us a Gremlins movie and a TV series that has nothing to do with the movie. But make them practical, damn it. Was the Avengers really release worth it? Is that George's question? Yeah, yeah. Uh, from what we've read, not really. I'm not going to go see it again. A Russo introduced it. Told you to stick around after the movie. And then after the movie, there was a near-completed deleted scene featuring the Hulk. Um, but, like, near-completed in that he looks like Shrek in terms of the textures. Because <laughs> some screen grabs have made their way online. So it's like... Is it? Cool. Like, we... we it, when you're going through your Blu-ray DVD spe- uh, Blu-ray DVD menu, you are more than sort of welcome to seeing scenes like that. Because you're like, cool, let's see what could have been in the movie. Yeah. Watching on a cinema screen, not so no. impressive. There was a featurette tribute to Stan Lee. Oh, that's good. And there was a featurette um, sneak peek of Far From Home, which is kind but of I, pointless when it's out a week later. Also in the UK, it seems the Avengers re-releases have only really been happening at like 8 o'clock screenings. Yeah. So... Eh. I didn't really see any of them <laughs> popping up on my radar, so... So what be what be the dealio? Fuck know? that noise! But it does mean, unfortunately, that Avengers, even with this mad bid for some extra Wonga, will not topple Avatar at the box office record. They're shy by about, like, ten... Quid. Uh, ten quid, yeah. <laughs> no, they're, they're, we should have gone, Chris! They're, they're, sh- they're shy of, like, something like 90 million... So the fuck did Avatar make that much money? 3D, right in the middle of the gimmick. Fuck! It won't be toppled ever. I don't. It's think. not even that good. No, it's not. But it was. It was the first big 3D release, and that will never be toppled. People paid top dollar for that film to go and see it. Top dollar. God, I'm glad I wasn't one of them. I'd have been so disappointed. I indeed. I am. If you want to know what we thought about Spider-Man Far From Home, minus spoilers, we did a video, Big Damn Channel on YouTube, go and seek it out. But we'll also talk a little bit spoiler-free now for just a few mo's. A little bit spoiler-free. And then we're going to hit you with spoilers in the face. Hit you you in the face like a a fist hitting a goldfish bowl. Um, (laughs) Spider-Man Far From Home, I dug it a lot. I had a lot of fun with this one. I think this is kind of a perfect balance between the comedy flick that Ant-Man can provide and the uh, the sort of fantastical visual action that you get it, with, say, like, your, your Thor movies. Like, there's yeah. a nice balance of, of the visuals and the comedy living in harmony this time, as opposed to last time where they did, they did as well for Spider-Man Homecoming. But Spider-Man Homecoming is, like, nakedly... Obviously, a John Hughes tribute, yeah, like movie, yeah, yeah. Whereas this is like, yeah, we've done that, but now let's have a little less sixteen candles and a little more, a little more touch me, yeah. Why not? <laughs> There's no fault by the soundtrack. Oh. <laughs> FOB. In Good. This, in this film, it's it's FOS. FOS. Yes. Friend of Spider Man. <laughs> um. This. What were your yeah. Thoughts, it does. A, it does a really good job of balancing. 
the humor with the drama and making you um feel something in your pants yes it makes you feel it lets you feel sorry for um peter and what he's going through but you're also able to still laugh at him because yes, of what he's going yeah. through like it is simultaneously funny and sad like the everything that happens to him because he, yeah because his life is just a mess bless him <laughs> A true Spider-Man style The true Parker Lack. Yeah. There's <laughs> lashings of Parker look all over this. It's disgusting how much Dashings Parker look there, isn't it? In a way. Um, and yeah, it keeps around the, the a lot of the characters from the last one and uh, builds on their sort of relationships and, and interactions and makes them feel like characters which know... Like, we haven't spent long enough in the high school setting in any of the previous Spider-Man adaptations to really get a feel for that outside of Peter and MJ or Peter and Gwen in the uh, in the Amazing Spider-Man series. Um, so it's uh, yeah, it's it it's successful on that front. It's full of fun characters. So as opposed to it just being about there's a Spider-Man and there's a villain and then they have to fight because oh. um. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where some of the minor characters just end up stealing, stealing every scene they're in. Yeah, oh, good lord. Good lord. I'm looking at you. JB Smooth. <laughs> Jake. This is a man of science. Witchcraft. Jacob Battle and Andrew Rice. Oh, god, yes. Just. Just <laughs> killing it. Um, Gyllenhaal is wonderful, but then that should come as no surprise because. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal is one of them lucky bastards where he's be- he's a character actor, but he's got the looks of a leading man, so he can kind of do it all. Yeah, yes, and he's oh, God, real- yeah. and he's really great in this. And flips on a dime. Oh yeah, like between them. Um, oh yeah, when he needs to, which he does in this spectacularly. Uh, what else? <laughs> um, Kobe Smulders and, and Samuel Jackson feel like a comfy pair of slippers. Like seeing Maria Hill and Nick Fury, just sort of be like, "Yeah." Also, feels this right. Is, this is the second movie this year where Nick Fury has been a, 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 a primary character in it. Hot damn! Yes, please. Like I think Sam Jackson's just in. doing these for free now. Yeah, <laughs> he just rocks up. Yeah, Sam, what are you doing here? Well, you don't need me for this scene. Uh, we could write him in. <laughs> Nick Fury is disguised as a waiter in the back shot. <laughs> oh, also some good funny background acting in this. Yes. Yeah. Oh god. We'll pick yeah. some of those one more time. Spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, this has deeper, deeper roots into the rest of the MCU than I realised going in. Yeah. Uh, right down to having a connection to the very first film, which was a nice touch. I thought. Yes. Um. It plays on Spider-Man storylines and tropes from the previous ten years in particular. Uh, like I said in our review video, it sort of is more Ultimate Spider-Man overall. Yeah. Um, but not just because of the setting of high school or, or the age of the characters and everything. But also, I mean, that was the part of the point of the Ultimate line was to refresh the characters for a more modern era. And in this case, refresh the MCU by giving us something we hadn't had yet, which was a kid as the lead. Yeah. Um... And it, it, it works so well. They, they keep to that. I mean, Christ. Shout outs to Zendaya and Tom Holland. They are fantastic. And they feel like teenagers this. as well. 
Um, the awkwardness is there in the sort of the unsure, <laughs> like how you can be so confident in one minute and then completely unsure of yourself the next, almost in the same sentence. Yeah. Because you're still working yourself out. Uh, douchebag, rich kid, Flash Thompson works really well still. Yeah, Tony Revolore just continues to just, be fantastic. Just killing it. Um, just absolutely killing it. Just, it's... It's fun, guys. Go and see it. Go and see it. If you enjoy the MCU movies, you're going to have a blast. If you enjoyed Spider-Man Homecoming, you're going to have a great time. If you like Spider-Man and you're looking for something more traditional, I'm sorry, that's not this Spidey. This Spidey is a reactionary character to the larger universe he's in. But that Parker look, that that Spidey charm, that is in here in spades. It's sprinkled lovingly throughout the film. So you get that classic vibe amidst an international uh, adventure story featuring the friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man in someone else's neighbourhood. Yes, um, it is very good. And if you're a fan of your Spider-Man Rogues Gallery, you've got a lot of nods and, tip, uh, nods and tips of the hat to a bunch of stuff. So enjoy, folks. You should enjoy. It's enjoyable. <laughs> enjoyable. Enjoyable by a wide audience and the whole family alike. Enjoyable. Um, shall we? Shall we dive into spoilers? So shall we, Jacob, battle on? Oh, very good. Very good. I like what you did there. It was um very, mm, yes. What? Are, what? You, are you high? Yes. Good. My on life. Hi. Spider-Man spoilers. Far from home spoilers, Spider-Man Far from home spoilers. We're going into spoilerware territory now. Uh, if you haven't seen it and you don't want to know anything about it, dear God, don't get out of here. We'll see you next week. Now. But if you've already seen it or you just simply don't care about that sort of thing. Hi. I'm Christopher. Whole boy that mid credit scene. Johnson. Let me tell you all about Spider-Man, right? <laughs> Alright. He looks out of the neighbourhood. He has a dope suit. And I really respect him. Sub dick one. So, no, hang on. We're in, we're in uh, Europe. Could you say it one more time? Sub loser. Loser. There it is. Dubbed. That's an ADR, that shit. Yeah. He's very good. He's um, very good. Uh, holy shit. Mysterio went full Mysterio. Some say you never go full Mysterio. But, I say you always. I mean, go full if Mysterio. you're if you're an actor of the caliber of Jake Gyllenhaal, you go full Mysterio. Who called it? We fun called it, albeit with a few things. We Anyone got wrong. who knows Mysterio from the comics or other media called it. Yeah, like, true. No one going into this movie is going to be under the illusion. Hey, hey that. Mysterio was going to be some kind of good guy. Hmm. Um, It was straight up the alien invasion plot we've talked about before. Albeit creatures from another dimension. Which is great. Everyone got up in arms when they released that preview clip with him saying like this is Universe 616. People were like, no, hang on, the the MCU has a designated universe. Like that yeah, it was just a fucking nod. It was just a fucking nod toward the comic book universe. There's a little Easter egg for everybody, guys. It was also technically the first clue that something was amiss. Yeah. Um, for the nerd, what we didn't predict in a million fucking years was not... Well, we didn't predict that uh, the elementals were randos. We sort of had that theory of the, the other villains are tied in somehow. Yeah, well... They're really going to throw them all in It was there. also backed up by the merchandise. By the merchandise, which brought in Molten Man, Hydro Man, Sandman and Whirlwind. Yeah. 
However, however, turns out those are just code names used by the toys. Yes. Um, the elementals were, yes, they were based more on the elemental creatures from Doctor Strange. It's a total fabrication. <laughs> that was false. We made it up. Um, a writer th- made it up. They, they were based on the elementals <laughs> from the Doctor Strange comic books, but specifically their visual look was a homage to certain Spider-Man villains, which they were named after in the merch. With the exception of Bolton Man, who doesn't look very much like the Spider-Man model man. No, not at all. Well, I don't know when the statue first sort of got thinking it was, it was like a <laughs> yellow glowy man. But yeah, no, you're right. It becomes full-blown sludge monster. It becomes, it becomes Red Hot Clayface. Red Hot um, Clayface. Oh. My favourite Red Hot Tilly Puppies album. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh god! Um, and then, and then, uh, but one thing we didn't predict is that the film fucking straight up admits that no, Hydro Man does exist. He's out there somewhere. It does. Well, no, no, but like, like the the story that Flash says, maybe it's this guy, this that, the other. It's like, yeah, that's what happened to that's what happened to create Hydro yeah. Man in the comics. Are they are they suggesting that Hydro Man might actually be out there? Because if they are, that's fucking hilarious. Hydro Man is in a movie. <laughs> Before a Green Goblin that looks like the Green Goblin is in a movie. Yeah. Like, the fuck is going on? Yeah. Hydro Man is... Hydro Man's in a movie for Craven the Hunter. That's upsetting. Remember when they <laughs> tried to make it out that the Osborne family had some sort of weird progressive um, disease? You're a fraud, Spider-Man! That, t- that turned them into... Uh, goblin-looking motherfuckers. God, I hate those movies. Remember when that happened? I remember when that happened. Remember when somebody wrote yeah. that, put that in a script and thought, oh, this would be a great idea. This would be a really good way to, uh, to, to make the green goblin more uh, more grounded in reality. We're going to get this weird degenerative disorder that turns Chris Cooper into a fucking goblin. Uh, or a head in a jar in a deleted scene from the ending that we never got to see. Fuck me sideways. Fucking Nora. Um, it's really not that long ago that they were fucking up Spider-Man left, right and centre and now they have got him right. And that's because Marvel Studios and Disney are making the And they the preserve their supporting cast. Like, the supporting cast, be it his workmates, be it his college mm-hmm. classmates, be it his high school classmates, depending on what period of his... Of, his life he's in what period of the you're reading his supporting cast are so important so it's really good to get that supporting cast given as much focus here as they are a Spidey movie that nails it basically yeah because uh, like we, we get it in the first Raimi movie in the second Raimi movie like it's all about everyone in his life the third one it's very much sort of but just they focused don't, on Peter and MJ and, and Harry a bit and they don't really show you as that much of his class of his yeah. high school life because he graduates high school like halfway through the first movie oh they've already confirmed that the next uh, MCU Spidey movie will then that will take place senior year so oh, yeah, yeah. we'll have had at least three movies of him as a high school kid which makes me really freaking happy because then they don't have to rush into he's in college now it's like no you could, do, I... you could do a movie where he's because I think the next step for the Spidey franchise at least for his personal journey is to do a more traditional Spidey story where it's the friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man which is going to be interesting because of the way that he's left at the end of this yeah. story it's going to be tough for the him to do that scene. so this movie ends with he, so we take the mid-credit scene he's just taken uh, MJ on her first web swinging ride and by all accounts her last by her protestations she did not <laughs> enjoy it uh, I guess she's got a fear of heights. Um, Which is nice because it's just such a beautiful juxtaposition to the first time we ever saw that when he's swinging away with Kirsten Dunst and Spider-Man and they go past the rooftops. Oh, and her hair's blowing roof. into the wind. 
Yeah, yeah, oh god. It's yeah. right the wrong way. And, she, um, and she's, and I think they revealed this, like, you know, the close up of her, like, over his shoulder. She's yeah, so it's, she's it's just, not a person. No, it's just. It's, she's, a, it's like a maquette. She's on, she's on yeah. a mannequin. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. She sells the moment. Oh, yeah. But it's just like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> on a mannequin. Um, but, like, um, that's such a beautifully done moment, drops her off on the roof, and she's like, who are you? He's like, you know who I am. I'll be friendly to Spider Man. No, he swings. It's like, oh, that's so sweet. This Peter and MJ's first swing together, like, she, she wants to buff. It was like, oh no, that was horrendous. Yeah. And her hair's massive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's we, we're interrupted by a news flash just as Peter's about to swing off. <laughs> um, in public as well, naughty bastard. Uh, and it's so. I get the feeling that was one of those scenes where they hadn't told Tom Holland exactly what was happening. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because did you notice him and Zendaya uh, during that moment weren't on screen together? He was on the lamppost above yeah. that. And normally you'd shoot that with them like on ground level together, witnessing it together, so you'd get both their reactions in shot. I have a feeling that was one where they didn't tell Tom Holland what it was going to be on purpose, so we didn't accidentally spoil it. Because yes. he nearly did that a couple of times on this press tour. There's like footage of Jake Gyllenhaal covering his mouth and going, whoa, bo, 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 bo. Uh, uh, It's like, oh, good lord. <laughs> babysit Tom Holland. Um, footage leaks to the news that has been doctored Doctored by... footage leaks to the news. Because that was the other thing we didn't predict, that Mysterio would have a team. Oh, yeah. That Mysterio would be the product of a group of like 30 strong ex-Stark Industries employees who have a fucking hate boner for Tony's legacy. Continues the theme from Homecoming of Tony like creating his own enemies by just fucking people over. Sometimes without even fucking realising it. Yeah, it's like like, uh, Ultimate Comics sort of use the trope of Oscorp and and, uh, Roxxon and AIM and Hammer Industries combating each other to create super soldier stuff in various degrees. The MCU's version of that is Tony keeps fucking up and making bad guys. In fact, I think we figured out anyway, every villain Tony faces that's a villain, like an Iron Man villain bar maybe Thanos, are villains of his own making. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, God damn it, Tony. People um, he's pissed off. Right down to one of uh, Quentin's team being the dude that uh, it, uh, has a few scenes with Jeff Bridges has yeah. seen Dobby Stain in the he's first Iron Man. Engineered from Tony's the famous... Bro, the we, we, we get that slaps. clip. We get the fucking clip, and I'm like, "Yes, of course we do." But that was great because I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Like, brilliant idea. Of course, that guy's career would be fucked after that. Yeah, like, t- movie. turns out, turns out, Quentin Beck is the guy who who originally developed the hologram technology that we saw in Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah, that was weird. And he's pissed off. They got to. Well, I can't remember what he says exactly, but it's something along the lines of how Tony Stagg turned it into his little therapy, self-help therapy machine. Yeah. And, and, and like, his holograph technology is phenomenal. Yeah. And they really do play up the idea that this Mysterio is like the comic book one. He's not a disgruntled stunt and effects man, but he has a, a flair for the dramatic and he has a he has a love of making it as sort of cinematic and well yeah there is a great scene where, they're, where they're, 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 they're going through, they're the, going next through the next one they're setting up the next one he's like no, I'm not I love the choreography but it yeah. works we set, just pitch the sound up to double the, to double the destruction and uh, can you just, just run it again but just show me the drones I want to see yeah. their formation it's like yeah he loves the theatrics right down yeah. to him spending the majority of his screen time in the third act in a mocap suit yeah 
It's wonderful. Fucking great. It's and wonderful. wearing and wearing a sort of loose version of the goldfish bowl set up over his head as his heads up display. And and his face camera. Yeah. Also. Which then gets punched out, which I was so happy yeah. about. Um oh, we get do we do get plenty you've of gotta get, Mysterio You've gotta get oh, Do we ever. Um But yes, that mid credits. Fucking hell. So news footage yeah uh, news been given footage from the scene which we know has been doctored by the the Stark employee we were talking about uh, on Mysterio's wishes obviously as a contingency should something should happen which to he him. does say I've yeah, got does, contingencies I think this is yeah this is I was kind of disappointed in this in a way that we, we we've gone back to the whole thing of we kill the villain at the end of the film yeah. only because I would like to have seen him again um, and hey because he and Vulture could have bonded as well, we might see him again, courtesy he of the holograms. He might not be dead though. I don't, well, if he is dead, he feels. He just said that, but yeah. he was wearing Edith moments ago. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so he could have yeah. very easily told Edith to to whatever, or you know, um, I I I dug that, but I dug it, but I was at the same time I was like, oh, because I wanted to see his relationship with Tombs. Yes, because they both have basically the same background, albeit yes. different life stories. <laughs> um, they both got screwed over by Stark Industries, but yeah. News leaks where he somehow, I don't know when he says it to camera, it must have been like in the moments before Peter arrived as he recorded it for contingency. Yeah. Where he outs oh. Peter Parker as Spider-Man and they show Peter Parker executing the drone strike. But yeah. When that moment his... was happening in the film, it was like, that wording's really that odd. That wording's odd. And then it's like, yeah, because they, they forced the conversation in that direction yeah, to make yeah. sure that it, it, it he says those I, words. I think the... And Peter's voice is doctored as well. Do you know, it's like it, it's like yeah. pitch shifted in the thing. But he reveals on camera that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, complete with the passport photo, like, yeah. blown up in the footage. And also... Delivered. Frames him for his own murder. Yeah. Delivered. Well... See, if Spider-Man's being framed for a crime, Matt, yeah, and the world has to be told about it immediately, there's only one man for the job. There's only one man for the job, and only only one place to do it. But this is the modern times, Matt. Print yeah. media is dead. It yeah. exists, but it's limping. So the Daily Bugle, my friend, is uh, it's going to be more of an online streaming news network. Let's see. say DailyBugle.net, for example. Something that uh, you know, akin to Infowars, or yeah, which you know, like is a batshit crazy host. Talking conspiracy theories and shit and plugging them to an audience. Oh, it's not really a thing. But, oh god. That's the Daily Bugle, that So someone's already bought it and put a template there. Yeah. Um, but if you could have a host, Matt, like you say, there is only one man for the job. And when it comes to casting that man, there is only one man for the role. Problem is, that man already played the role in a different continuity, but that continuity's been gone for 12 years now, Matt. Yeah. So. Shall we move the fuck up? J.K. Simmons is Jameson again. And yeah, it's beautiful. Holy shit. He's a bald Jameson. He's a bald Jameson. He's a bald Jameson, but he's got the little Hitler tash. It's even more Hitler tashy this time than last time. Oh. And he's got the he's got the, 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 the pepper switch from black to white in his like halo of hair, which yeah. is fucking great. Yeah. Um I was a little shocked by him being bald, but I get it. They want to distinguish his look from the previous version. So fire enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um J.K. Simmons has been playing Jameson, for those who don't know, on and off for the last, um, well, it would be, what, 17 years. He's been playing Jesus him Christ, yeah. in a bunch of animated projects, including Earth's Mightiest Heroes, in, in the one with uh, Jameson showing up 
the Serpent Society episode after all the Purple Man stuff and all that, like where they're trying to pass, Tony's trying to pass onto the news that Captain America was a Skrull impersonator. Like the Daily Bugle is one of the places he has to go to on his yeah. thing, and it's it's one of his mightiest heroes first has Spider Man. God, do you remember when they could make a cartoon just featuring all the fucking properties, and there was no worry about it. From Fantastic Four popped up in a couple of episodes. Wolverine popped up in at least one and then the finale when they knew they weren't going to get another series they just brought the Fantastic Four and the X-Men into it because why not yeah like oh everyone's facing off against Galactus well let's just have every big MCU hero involved but Jameson was in it voiced by Simmons J.K. Simmons who's voiced him in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon he's voiced him in at least one video game he's do you know what I mean? he's been there yeah. he's been there across the years voicing that character and now he's back playing him in live action. Will he have a role going forward? I kind of hope he's not a major player. But like the Spider-Man PS4 game, they've gone the route of him being a conspiracy, not on a streaming service. Yes. And if you don't take advantage of that, I'm having pop up occasionally in the next Spidey flick. I'd be, I'd be, I'd, I'd, I'd be like, guys, you don't fucked it up. Um, yep. Post credits is nice too. Post credits bookends the MCU films for the year because we open with Captain Marvel. And the post-credits on the last MCU movie of this year catch us back up with two characters from Captain Marvel. Talos um, and Soren? Tal- yeah, Tal- uh, Talos and Soren are there. They have been Nick Fury and Maria Hill for the duration of this mission. Though I've seen a fan theory online. Okay. Because um, I didn't realise it until we watched it, but this has already been spoiled for me. Um, I knew that the mid-credits sequence had been spoiled for me because Twitter is a dick. But I didn't realize. I so saw. Much. I saw this. I saw this theory during the light rounds a couple of days ago, and now I realize it was in reflect in, in reaction to the post credit scene of this. Yeah. What if Maria Hill never existed in the first place and has always been an identity of Soren? Ooh. Because what does Nick Fury make a point of saying in Captain Marvel? His name's Fury. No one calls him otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. One character has always called him Nick. Maria Hill. Maria Hill. No. I don't think it's true because Maria Hill has had a life of her own working for Stark and everything outside of it. And And also, as we see in this, Talos and Soren could just totally pop up to the ship whenever they need to. So I don't think that's true, but I do like the idea that we don't really know when we've seen Nick and when we've seen Maria throughout the series. It's like a a non-sinister secret invasion twist. Yeah. Just kind of because cool. it's also revealed that that Talos has been filling in for the real Nick Fury, while Nick Fury has been vacationing on the scroll ship. Yeah, he's been taking a break on oh, a scroll ship. Yeah, which looks like it's building spaceships. Yeah, which is really cool. It's sort of like all this construction stuff going on. It's like, yeah. oh, oh my god, has he been finding homes for the scrolls? Has he been doing that on and off? Like that's really cool. But also gives an, a um, another another edge to a couple of moments earlier in the film, like when. When uh, Spider-Man asks where, where, why he doesn't call on Captain Marvel, and Nick's just that deadly serious, don't invoke her name. Yeah. I'm like, okay, all right, cool. And then again, when um, when Hill, inverted commas, uh, saves Nick Fury from the uh, from the drone, mm. and it's like, you got me, I got you. Yeah. It's a bit more of a. It's a partner thing. You guys are closer than I realized. It's because yeah. your husband and wife. It's because yeah. your husband and wife. God damn it. It's good. It's good. Um, I like it. I just realised some of it. What? 
In Age of Ultron, do you remember the scene where the, the, the kids drawing in the butterfly? It's where they're coming up with a plan before they go in for the final assault. Okay. And it's, it's the one scene where Nick is with everyone else. Yeah. In the kitchen. He makes a sandwich during that scene. And I'm pretty sure he... This is so fucking wanky. I'm pretty sure he cuts that sandwich in a diagonal. Doesn't Fury say he doesn't like his toast being cut diagonally in Captain Marvel? I think he does. Isn't that a thing? I think he does. There's no way they've planned that far ahead. No. But it does... It's a nice little retroactive like, oh, was that... Was that Talos at that point? Because Fury was in hiding at that point. That's true. S.H.I.E.L.D. had gone down. That can't... No. no. I'll have to watch that scene again. I'll have to watch it again. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Um... But yeah, Ben Mendelsohn, I'm not sure who plays Soren, but um, Ben Mendelsohn and, and, and that actress returning to the roles yeah, as well. Yeah, let me well. put their name up because... Uh, which is great because like, after the, the sort of the twist of Captain Marvel, it's not, it's nice to see more of that casually sort of chit-chatty And also uh, to get both those actors back and in makeup for, you know, a day doing yeah. a bit of dial that. Of course. We're at this point. I love it. I also love how sheep is just like, yeah, oh, the only task we were given to do was keep an eye on things and yeah. give the glasses to Peter. Give the Edith glasses to Peter. And, uh, and we yeah, did. That we... did happen, but we it was also it, destruction. This, this, other, this other thing happened. Uh, <laughs> um, I love the Mysterio reveal. Like, we saw it coming, but I didn't... By that point, I was invested in, like, okay... Like, this is where they're going with it. I wonder how they're going to turn things around. But like, also with something like that, with the, like the Mysterio reveal, you know it's coming, but that is what makes it... Um, that is what makes it fun. Yeah. So you, you, you know it's coming, you just want to see how they do it. Yeah. And this Mysterio is not one dude making it all these near impossible things work. It's a team of people. Yeah. And he's the figurehead. Yeah. And his objective isn't necessarily completely clear. Like... Like, it is, but it's also a bit megalomaniacal. It's like, what are any of them going to get out of this? Yeah. Like, their objective basically is we're screwed over by Stark Industries all in different ways. So, we are going to use the Earth's methods... Uh, we're going to use the methods that we have and the, and the tech at our disposal to speak to the rest of the planet in a way that the rest of the planet only seems to be interested in now, which is if a fucking person in a cape with lasers for hands yeah does something that's when people step up and notice so we're gonna do this but they sort of it, it, it's gone from like we want the recognition we deserve Sharon to... Lynn by the way is actually plays Taylor uh, she Soren. that's yeah. great Taylor Taylor um but you know I mean that's that's a you know that their goal at first is like oh right so they just want to be recognised for the stuff they can do and they're, they're sort of going about it in a weird way but then yeah. over time you realise oh no they're gonna continue the Mysterio facade and then they, I guess they're just going to reap the financial rewards, or they're going to commit crimes with it, or something, and benefit. Like they must be. They're being so secretive, and like after it's all done, he's not going to come forward and reveal themselves. Like he's going to carry on being mysterious. I love the fact that the class name him. Yeah, and he takes it on. He's like, yeah, sure, yeah, that's good. Because because think... from his dimension, unquote, he's just Quentin Beck, and he's a superhero. I think that the. Um... The idea is that it's not it's not just to you know d- destroy the legacy of Tony Stark, but it's also to y- abuse. They want to abuse that power. Mm. They want to abuse that power. They want to create Mysterio as a hero and abuse that 
trust and respect and power that's placed in them. Yeah. It's li- it is li- they literally want to con their way at the top. Similar to what um, Hydra ended up doing in Winter Soldier. Yeah. Where they became a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. and helped make it what it was. Because then they could be in all the leadership positions and, and abuse it. Yeah. Um, I also love the fact that they knew their plan was fucked if an Avenger showed up. So they sort of kept monitoring the situation. Like the last, the last thing before pulling the trigger and starting the attack on London at the end was, right, we've got clearance and Avengers are going to show up. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Because it, it was very much like, a, for all the tech that he's able to lend and borrow, like Spidey is still a kid in spandex who's got a certain skill set. And he's put to the test in this, like emotionally, physically. I think, like, the most spectacular. Well, the two most spectacular sequences featuring Spider-Man so far, to me, in film, are the train sequence in Spider-Man 2, which is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And the entire sort of, like, final act in the Collider in Spider-Verse, which is wait, wait. brilliant. What about the, the clock tower in Amazing Spider-Man Go 2? to hell? Go to hell? But I think joining them at a close third is the drone sequence in this. Yeah, that was so well done. It is very good. Because it's it's Spidey at his best, keeping the danger to a minimum, cording it off away from people so they can get away. Like, he fights, like, 200, 300 militarised drones all by himself. But he keeps it to Tower Bridge. Like, he finds a way to keep it there. And then even later on, he does it without webbing. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, when he just... Oh. Oh, when he just picks up, like, the bit of the other drone and starts swinging yeah. it like a mace and uses the, the Tower Bridge sign like a shield. He yeah. plows through it. It's like, oh, well, no, so he, he rigs up, like, a car battery and stuff to the drone's power source and uses it as a bomb. That's it. Oh, Peter's science is at the forefront Which is the moment you see him when he... When he when, He's talking to Beck about the parallel universes, and he just suddenly gets really excited. And I like, I like the fact that spouting nonsense. The film makes a point of like Tony Tony Stark imbues him with this this direct connection to militarized weaponry. Yeah. That at first I was like, okay, Tony, even after death, is fucking stupid and insane. Like, yeah. the hell is he doing? Until you realize the whole point was Tony believed in Peter to apply himself more, like to just take this thing he can do these responsibilities he's bestowed yeah. upon him and focus on them if you've got and, and it, that that turned out to be correct like Tony was right because at the end he applies himself and steps the yeah. fuck up and also like if you've got the trigger to a very very big gun mm. the safest person to give that trigger to is the person who's most reluctant to pull it yeah although like it's, it's the Parker look but there are those moments in this where you're like god Peter you are thick because yeah, he, just, he yeah. just does stuff and you're like, oh my god. But again, it's that whole, if he actually applies himself and focuses, he, he's capable of so much. Like, he's already a smart guy with an, with an incredible, like, set of gifts. He's brilliant but lazy. Yes. Brilliant but lazy. <laughs> Still, I, I mean, obviously, there's a bit of hyperbole going on for me at the moment because we're out of the movie and it really made me so happy. And I will have to see it, it again and think about it again more. But I'm... I'm, I'm this is probably the most I've really loved a Spider-Man movie, a live-action Spider-Man movie since Spider-Man yeah. Two. I think we'll probably I'm... both still say that Spider Into the Spider Verse is the best on-screen yeah. version of Spider-Man. Best, best movie, best Spider-Man movies Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, um, I think Spider-Man Two is my favorite 
my favourite Spidey film, if yeah. that makes any sense. And, but yeah. I, I, and I do like Homecoming, but I think I think this was a, a, a step way above Homecoming. I think, like I say, what I really enjoy about um, what I've really enjoyed about Homecoming and Far From Home is is that focus on his supporting cast and his. Can the next one be called Spidey and the Homies? Oh, please, <gasps> yeah, because I just I just don't know where it's going to go now. <laughs> he's been outed. He's been accused of murder. I mean, the fuck do you do? I guess I guess Stark Industries can intervene to a point. It's one of them where I'm like. You could totally retcon it in the first ten minutes, like, and and then have it be a story of like Shield are gonna have to get involved. Yeah, like actually no, because unlike in the Civil War comic book, this isn't somebody in their mid twenties who's been at this for ten years of their life. This is a kid who's been at it for about two years. Yeah, like the fuck. It does remove one of the things that is interesting about Spider Man and the MCU. Like this was like we were saying, this is the only secret identity hero in the MCU, really. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that kind of takes it away. But at the same time, a lot of the MCU's taken its cues from the last 10, 15, 20 years of comics. And there was a damn interesting period where Peter was out into the world and the fallout was fascinating. Now, he doesn't necessarily have enough enemies to want to come after him and his loved ones as yet. Well, he's got at least one. But he's got. But least... then all the people he's really made an enemy of so far know who he is anyway. Yeah, this is a, this is a Spidey whose secret is known by a lot of people. Actually, yeah, um, <laughs> even more now. <laughs> uh, things that you weren't too wild about, or things you think could have been a little bit cooler, or or a little less of, a little more of, etc. A little less Iron Spider suit, a little more blue and red. Okay, that's yeah, kind of it. Like... No, we only had the traditional suit for sort of one sequence, really, didn't we? Yeah. Um, although in the yeah, well, hang on, you know, he, he physically wore it. When? When did he physically wear it? Uh, the only time he wears the the Civil War suit, yeah, is in. Well, he wears it when he um, goes to meet uh, Mysterio. That's and, yeah, yeah. When when oh, when they're in yeah, well, when when Nick takes him back when they're in Prague, and then he's he he's it wearing again. it in the hallucination. Yeah, when he goes to fight, um, when he goes to out, uh, Quentin is a well, he's not he's not wearing team. that suit. He's wearing the stealth suit, but then he's wearing it in the in the illusion. Oh yeah, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Which I thought was really cool because they did that on purpose so that you could have some like distinct iconic spider-man mysterio imagery going on like oh. the, red, the red and blue that's i i won't start raving about that sequence it, it's, it's, it's an incredible sequence and, and they make that that world of the illusions and everything believable but not too grounded if that makes any sense yeah. like you believe that they're pulling it off it's almost dreamlike yes well you described it before as as like in doctor strange when he's knocked out of yeah. his body the first time it's sort of the film suddenly grabs you by the balls and goes, oh, hello! Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? This happens for a sequence and then a bit of it again later. There's like a bit of it in a, a little yeah, while but after. Once he, once he gets his Peter Tingle back. Fucking <laughs> hell, the Peter Tingle. Yeah, that was that was a weird strand. I thought that I thought that could do with a bit more clarity. They make a thing about it like it's not been working lately. It's like, hasn't it? But they've what? not really talked about his spider sense. Yeah, like the most we've seen of it is he sort of, he, he mentions... In Spider, in I think it's Homecoming, he mentions he has like he gets like a feeling or something like that. 
we see it physically in Infinity War. Infinity War, and the hairs sort of on on his arms stand on end, and that's kind of it. Like we sort of see it subtly in Civil War during the fight with the Winter Soldier and and Falcon, like and also of, the way that he mentions that he has to wear the the shades to help focus, to, yeah, to focus because there's so much information coming in. But this film sort of like it, it sets up that you know it didn't work when May throws a banana at his head. But I was just thinking, oh, it's just a classic, like, it only goes off when there's danger. Yeah. Like, which makes sense, like, his aunt throwing a banana at his head is not dangerous. I think it's more that he hasn't worked out how it works yet. Yeah. Yeah. He knows it's there, and he kind of I, knows I, I what think, it does. I think that's my only nitpick, really, is yeah. it nice to have they a don't more really, clarity They don't really that. go into it. Um, um, I could have done with Mormorous to me. Yeah, but I mean, then, I think the world he's not, in, he's not in New York, so... Yeah. And, but also the... <laughs> The unintentional plot of not knowing what is going on with Happy and his aunt is also oh quite fun. Are you guys dating? Sort of. Yes. Not really. What? <laughs> I'm just looking up because I'm, I'm a little... You're not really. I'm a little um, intrigued. Dimitri. Dimitri. Who was just a member of the S.H.I.E.L.D. group. Yeah. And he was definitely a S.H.I.E.L.D. character because he wasn't with Quentin Beck. But I'm just curious. It's, it's a very... It's a very distinct name to give, like, that side character. I think it's just the idea that there were lots of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents throughout Europe and everything that they worked with. He was probably just a random scroll. Yeah, true. Could have been. Could have been a scroll. Uh, oh, here you go, yeah. Uh, uh, Hemke Madeira was back as Mr. Del Mar, the owner of the bodega. Well, that scene was cut from the film yeah. and will be repurposed for the short film. Yeah. Included on the Blu-ray release, which we we're talking about before, that they're repurposing the the uh, deleted scenes. I, I'm doing your job, your guys' job for yeah. you. I'll, I'll look after New York on vacation. That's being repurposed for a for a short film on the Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, let's basically the lead up to him leaving for his trip. Oh. Okay. This might be complete bullshit, but uh, Newman Akar played Fury's associate Dimitri. And on the Wikipedia, when you click on it, it takes you to the page for Dmitry Smerdyakov, the chameleon. But there is no indication that that's the chameleon. So no. I, I don't really bite that. It might have just been as a reference to him, maybe, yeah, the name, maybe. but it's not... That's not the chameleon. It could also be a good gag if he is a, a scroll. Yeah, when you actually go to the chameleon in other media section of the chameleon's page... There is not a single damn fucking mention of the film. No, so. no, I think that's uh, just it, a coincidence. It was a, it was a, it was more of a nod then, I guess maybe. Because when I, when they said Dimitri, I was like, "That's the chameleon's first name." Wonder why they're doing that. The chameleon wouldn't use his first name. That's fucking dumb. And then nothing happened. And I was like, "Oh, no, because he's not the chameleon." There we go. Now we know. <laughs> Knowing is half the battle. So before we sign off for this week, Christopher. Matthew, with your eyes and dreams. What do you think comes next for the MCU? Well, nothing. I think they end it now. Uh, well, what, we, like The Walking Dead? Well, let's say... Oh, God. What, Marvel's The Walking Dead? Marvel's The Walking Dead. CNN. Jesus. Let's Walking see Dead. Let's see what we know. We know that Black Widow is filming. Black Widow's shooting. We know that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 would have been shot by now. Yeah, it, it, it was in pre-production when it was pulled, when it was cancelled. Yeah, but um, as a result, we know that it's coming at some point. Yes, but not until the Suicide, the suicide Squad is done. Which has started so. shooting, I believe. Has it? 
Yeah. Do you know David David the Smallchins in that? Of course he is. As the polka dot man. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> Fantastic. That makes me happy. Um, do you think we'll ever get a Spider-Man movie with the spot in it? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I do great, like right? the spot. The spot. Um... <laughs> One of my favourite covers ever is that one where like he's surrounded by the things and he's punching at him and his own fist is smacking him in the head yeah. for the hole just above him. I, like, um, that is great. He pops up in the, uh, <laughs> the last Jessica Jones series that Bendis wrote. Oh, right. I think meant the um, Netflix show. No, no. Really? He pops up in uh, <laughs> the, the, the last series Bendis wrote before he left Marvel. Um, <laughs> and he's, he kidnaps her for uh, to go and speak to someone and he just Jessica just giving him constant shit. About how much of a creep he is and how much he smells like cheeseburgers. <laughs> it's like your, your body is covered in black holes. You can portal shit anywhere, but you look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. And you do nothing with it, basically. It's like you he could you could be Avengers tier if he actually fucking was a decent person with skills and she put his mind to it. And wasn't she basically spends the entire time winding him up. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Oh god. Um... So we know Avengers is filming, uh, Black Widow is filming, we know that Far From Home was getting a sequel as well, because Sony did a uh, six-picture deal, was the contract with yeah. uh, Marvel, which was three Spider-Man movies and three movies where their Spider-Man would feature in a mainline MCU movie, so we've had Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame. Three, one more. Um, we know that Black Panther is definitely... Uh, past the talks situation. Yeah, I don't think it's in pre-production yet. No, but Ryan Coogler was the one get where we were wondering to find news, and then he eventually revealed that, yeah, I've been approached about it, and I've said I'm going to do it. It's just like, yes! Like, good, we want that. We want Ryan Coogler's consistency to carry on to the next one. Eternals Uh, is in pre-production. Eternals is in pre-pro, because Angelina Jolie is in it, and rumours are that Keanu Reeves is being courted for uh, it. Camille... But the book Kevin Feige went on record to say, we've been courting Keanu for about five different things over the last yeah. seven years. I think years. he said, like, every project we've had, we've gone to Keanu with something. <laughs> I'll be up for that. Um, um, make make Bill and Ted face the music and a backdoor yeah. MCU movie. <laughs> um, Camille, Camille Nanjiani, I think, he's also in Internals. Yes, he's been... He, I think he's, he, he's mentioned that he's been in talks, but yeah. it's been a green light for... Um, he might be our he might be our everyman character into the world of the Eternals. Yes. We were saying that it should be a human perspective. Like have what have one of these movies be from the perspective of a normal human living in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I'd like Camille Nanjiani as a as a an everyman. everyman. Um, what else? Uh, they've said that there are plans for Captain Marvel, not necessarily Captain Marvel two, but uh, they mentioned Captain Marvel being the new sort of figurehead for the Avengers going forward. They've got to make another Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. They've but, got to. But they might not do Captain Marvel. They might do Avengers something, something, and Captain Marvel is our main character. Maybe. Which I'd be fine with, because, again, um, it's, it, it gives her an interesting dynamic. I like watching her bounce off other people and bounce other people off of things. Yes. Um, so that'd be good. cool. Uh, we know that there will be a Fantastic Four or X-Men project in development at some point. Yeah. There mm. might be a Thor 4. Known as Thor. 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 Uh, Thor, son of... Yeah, Chris Hemsworth is... Tutu Odin's. Expressed interest in doing more Thor. Yeah, well, he, he, his contract was up technically with uh, Infinity War, and obviously, like, with Chris Evans, they negotiated Endgame into it, and he's made it clear since that, yeah, I'm not done. Like, yeah. I, I want to do more, and I will be back. And it's like, okay. Um, 
trying to think what else has like been under Shang Chi is happening. It's not a formal yes. announcement, but it is happening. Yes, I think Feige, that's still... Feige has talked about that. I think one. that's still in development. Yeah. Um, I think they've got a director for it. Quite possibly. I mean, like we were saying before we were chatting about this and you said it's interesting, this is the first time in forever with these this series that we just don't know. Like, we don't know no. what is next in terms of, you know, official official names, What's dates, releases. Me? I think Minnie just really wants to go and see Far From Home. Um, maybe we'll let her. Should we go but, take her see Far From Home now? Yeah. Let's smuggle my dog into let's a go, cinema. Let's go see and, it. And... You want to go see Far From Home, Min? <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything to say to the people at home, Minnie? Minnie. There's a motorbike somewhere in the street and she's listening to it. That's what's going on. Oh, is that what's going on, Min? That's wine. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting to not know exactly. Yeah. And, and kind of cool. And I'm all here for it. And now that, you know, a lot of the headliners have gone. And some of them are moving into the TV series yeah. tie-ins. Because we've got Winter Sol- Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, WandaVision. Loki, and um, possibly Hawkeye. Yeah, possibly hockey. Hockey. Hawkeye, the hawk guy. The hawk guy. It better be called the hawk guy. Hawk guy. Hey, show the hawk guy. Hawkeye. The hawk guy. Honey, the hawk guy's here. Oh, God. (laughs) It's just Clint Barton avoiding selfies. Yeah, you're the hawk guy. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) The dog is climbing my collarbone. What the fuck are you doing? What are you putting out, to be fair? (gasps) What are you doing? Um, The future is bright. The future is uncertain. But what is certain is you can catch us two bastards again next week talking more bullshit. And if you want to join in, you can email bigdamncontact at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at bigdamncast. You can watch us streaming at twitch.tv slash bigdamstream. You can also reach into the ether and pull our souls towards you from the astral plane whenever you like. We're available. Whenever you like. We're available for that sort of thing, but it does cost you £5 an hour. And you can also watch us on any, any cam site you prefer. Um, but we will only go topless for tips. I do custom uh, sets on clips for sale. Yeah, we always go in dry. Oh, God. We like the added element of danger. <laughs> uh, and we'll be back to lube your ears next week. Oh, fuck me. Till then. Yep. <laughs>